For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm of course, as always, your host Chris Dees. Before we get started, please make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and the follow button on whatever audio platform you're listening on. Today's episode, another one that's a little bit different. We're bringing you the Extreme Rules 2021 pay-per-view review show with my very good friend, Mr. Gary Tate of Hooked on Wrestling. Gary, thank you very much for joining me, mate. How's, how's things? How's it your end? Yeah, it's, it's all good, man. How's you? You good? Yeah, yeah, man. Not too not too bad. We've got Iron Brew over here. I've just heard about an Iron Brew shortage in Scotland. I'm really... I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel <laughs> for you. <laughs> Uh, no, um, I've not drunk Iron Brew for years. Um, but um, it's your national drink. Yeah, I believe it is our national drink, and it is the the only country in the world that doesn't have Coca Cola as its number one. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Look at that. There you go, kids. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Educational. Um, that's what this show is all about. Well, we try. We try. <laughs> so, um, but no, um, yeah, I believe so. But that's. I don't think we should get political in regards to the shortage. No, no, no. Let's let's move on from that quickly. Uh, we've had enough of that on episodes in the past. Um, there's, a, there's so, enough. There's enough podcasts out there for that. Yeah, yeah. As I said, right. So today is the um, Extreme Rules pay per view review show. The pay per view happened just yesterday. Recording this. Oh, sorry, we're recording this on Tuesday, so it happened two days ago. Gary, yeah. man, what were your what were your expectations going into the pay per view? First of all, like, what were you hoping for? Because it was a it was a pretty small card. Obviously, there was a lot of talk for a couple of weeks beforehand <clears> about how there was only one Extreme Rules match, no other stipulation matches, unless you count the the triple threat, which is obviously no DQ, yeah. just by the nature of the rules. So, what were you? Uh, how were you feeling going into watching it? My expectations were low. Um, we yeah. I think. Again, you know, WWE have been I've been doing this for the last couple of years now, um, especially with with their sort of gimmicky type pay-per-views. And I think they've kind of got themselves into that little bit of a hole um when it comes to some of them. I think, you know, we can look at this one, we can look at Hell in a Cell as well. Um, you know, I think they're they're quite similar in that regards, where you only get maybe one or two um out the whole pay-per-view. Um yeah. So my expectations from an extreme point of view was we ain't going to get that much. It, yeah. It's just not going to happen. Um, we'll get some stuff. Um, the card looked all right, but as you said, it was quite thin. Yeah. Um, I've got issues with the card, um, which I'll go into later on uh, with some of the matches. Um, but o- overall, yeah, I was... I wasn't expecting much, but I was also I was greatly surprised. Yeah, and you know, just out the bat, I thought this was a really, really good pay per view. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's possibly one of the best I've done this year from a bell to bell standpoint. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Like from yeah, like you say, from bell to bell, from like from an in ring perspective, there there were no bad matches. 
for me anyway, and I'm, I'm sure like you just said, for you as well, there were no bad matches. Every every match just absolutely brought it. Um, and a lot of them yeah. were surprises, especially especially like you say, without without stipulations. It was all just about just about the wrestling, wasn't it? It was just about about what those two people or three people could do in the ring rather than yeah. you know, you can you can disguise certain things by having a ladder match or a TLC match or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. What for me Obviously, like you just touched upon there, you know, over the years, WWE have done this and they've backed themselves into corners and they have so many stipulation pay-per-views. A lot of people were complaining that there was only one stipulation. I think that's fine. I don't think you need a card full, especially a card like this. What was it? Six matches, including the pre-show. You're not going to have a stipulation match on the pre-show, let's be honest. It's not going to be a street fight, is it? Or anything like that, or a no DQ or whatever. Do you make all six matches extreme rules? No, of course you don't, because then they all just blend into one. What are you going to do different from one match to the other? I think absolute maximum, think of something like Hell in a Cell. Two Hell in a Cell matches is enough. Two Elimination Chambers are enough. You Imagine yeah. if you had fucking, what are they going to do, six Royal Rumbles? At the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, you know what I mean? It's It would be overkill. Thank you. I think when when these came to pass, the, these pay-per-views, you know, and they were named after the gimmicks, I think at one point it was a good idea. Um, yeah. I, I think the problem is now really the only one that kind of makes sense now is the Money in the Bank one. Um, yeah. You know, because... Yeah. And that's just... It. To be honest, I don't know what fans want any fucking more. I've not got a clue. <laughs> um, they confuse the shit out of me. Um, you know... If they made every match extreme rules type of matches, the fans would have pissed all over it. Um, if if they had fans were going to piss all over it if there wasn't any blood, for instance, because you know yeah. that's the cool thing nowadays. That was no. Um, so I just I just think the the whole theme pay per view is probably a little bit dated now. In fairness, um, especially with the gimmicks, but. That's just, it's not even a criticism. It's just, that's what it is now. Um, and WWE have done this. They did it throughout the pandemic, uh, pandemic um, you know, pretty much throughout the last 18 months, give or take up until when fans were allowed back in. So, SummerSlam time, really. Um, where all of their pay per views outside of the major ones were all slimmed down pay per views. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that. That works. Um, and I think it's actually led to better pay-per-views over the last year. And I think that was yeah. evident last um, sorry, on Sunday night. Again, I think it's evident that because they're they're doing that. So we don't have 12 matches on a card anymore. That's yeah. not a bad thing. No, no, not at all. I I can't think of a bad pay-per-view this year at all. Even like your backlashes that are normally pissed all over. I can't remember. I don't I think backlash was pretty oh. good this year. It's it's been a really strong year. Um for me, yeah, these these themed pay-per-views are sort of dated now. I think it's I've I've said for years, give me six or seven pay-per-views a year. You got your big four, your rumble, survivor series, SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Give me the money in the bank because I still I think it's I think it's important because of what money in the bank then achieves for the rest of the year, or well not necessarily the rest yeah. of the year just until that person no. cashes in. Oh. It could be the same night, it could be the next night, whatever. 
Um, when it's done, when it's done right. When yeah, it's when done it's right. done right, like it hasn't been done. Well, not this year. Big E, it was done right, but the year before, no. it obviously wasn't with Otis, and then they panicked and fucked it all up. Um, you're going to get a Saudi Arabia pay per view, whether you like it or not. So let's just keep that in there. It's going to happen because it's money. Um, and then I don't know. I think you could probably get rid of the Elimination Chamber, Helen LaSalle. Just give us a few specials. Do what AEW do. Give us a special King of the Ring. You know what I mean? Something like that. And, and Queen of the Ring and all these new things would, that they're doing. Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah, I think King of the Ring. Um, or I think I don't know if it's happening, but I know the discussion is about Queen of the Ring. Um, yeah. So, so the final, the final you know, if, if they were to do in Saudi Arabia, um, which is a big thing, yeah, regardless of your feelings on the Saudi Arabia thing, and I know that there's people out there that have a massive issue with WWE doing Saudi Arabia, and that's yeah. get I, I get it, but at the end of the day, it's fuck, it, it's fucking happening, regardless. <laughs> right? So it doesn't matter. Get over it's it. Money, it's money. Um, you don't have to like it, you don't have to watch it, and I understand that. Yeah, but to have the the Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia, it, it it's a major thing, regardless of what people think. It is major. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that we've obviously had one female match, which was Lacey and Natty. Um, the last time they actually did Saudi, um, but this this means something in, in the grand scheme of things to to be crowned the inaugural Queen of the Ring. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I would. I don't know who wins it. Um, I have money on it being a certain person, but um, it's going to happen. But I think that should be a pay per view on its own, um, rather than just having one final. You know, without yeah. King of the Ring, we wouldn't have King Owen. We would well, we wouldn't have Stone Cold. But give yeah. it its prominence. Make yeah. it a pay per view. Yeah. King and Queen of the Ring give it its own pay per view and take yeah. Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, take them out of the way, and, and just have that. And I think a lot more people would be happy. King and Queen of the Ring, yeah, like you say, like combine them into one. Do something. Yeah, with combine that. it into one pay per view because you yeah. you could do qualifying matches and then you can have you know which, yeah. what what we had, and and I'm going to sound old here, Chris. Unfortunately, what we had back in the day, back in there, um, back in my day. When, when when you had, you know, three three matches for the males and all that night for, for the tournament. So you had like a quarter final, the semi-final, then the final. Um yeah, you could easily do that now. With, with I, hate bring it, that, I hate to bring it I hate to bring it up. Um, brawl for all. Brawl for all, it was garbage, it was terrible, but it worked for that, you know, that that sort of structure. Yeah, exactly, and it works, and I, I think it would work. I think it would work well in today's age. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But anyway, right, let's move on to to what we're here for: Extreme Rules, because we've talked more about King of the Ring than we have Extreme Rules. Um, so there were five five championship matches. Um, yeah, every match was a championship match, unless you're counting the pre-show. I'm going to count the pre-show as the main card because Liv Morgan and Carmella yeah. deserve that opportunity. They deserve to be on the main card. I think we both yes. agree on that. Um, so, you know, that's that's a major thing. You had an even split, three women's matches and three men's matches. I, I can't remember the last time that happened. If if it's ever happened, I don't know. Um, 
but everybody's been crying out for Liv Morgan to get an opportunity to get a push. Looks like she's finally starting to get that. Um, the match itself, Liv was the first to come into the ring. Carmella came in second, grabbed the microphone and did her shtick that she does in her promos at the minute about being the most beautiful woman in WWE. And she's not wrong, but it's it's getting a little bit tired. I'm a little bit bored of this gimmick now. We've seen it a million times. Uh, so Morgan attacked before the ref could even call for the bell. I love seeing that bit of aggression from Liv. I think that that helps and it helps people get behind her a little bit more. Carmella takes control, continues to like dominates the match for a while. Looks like it's going to be not not a squash match, but she certainly is in control for the vast majority of the match. Uh, Morgan turns things around, stomps her face into the mat. A little bit more aggression, really good to see. Uh, she hits a double knee to the face. Carmella manages to kick out. Morgan hits a finisher. Pretty pretty standard match, you know. She hits a finisher, yeah, yeah. picks up the win. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Like it wasn't the greatest women's match of all time, but it it was pay per view quality. It was it was a very good match. I'd give it a, I'd give it a, a, a solid three three and a half stars if I was forced to give it a star rating. I think it was, it was a good showing for both women. I think Carmella is seriously underrated. I said I don't like the gimmick. Carmella has come on leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. What did, what did you think yeah. of, of Carmella and this match? I, 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 I don't get the love, the love affair that certain fans have with Morgan. Um, I like her. Obviously, she's very attractive. That goes without saying. Mm. She's, she's decent in the ring. Um, mate skills are... Are all right. Yeah, they're getting there. But I don't get this whole she deserves the massive push that, that people seem yeah. to deem it. I, I, I personally don't get it. That there's no hate on Morgan. I, I like her. Um Carmelo, on the other hand, um is possibly the most underrated female talent on that roster. Yeah. Um and I genuinely mean <clears throat> the most underrated. Um I'm not saying that obviously she's had opportunities, she's she's had titles. You know, and the rest of it, but what I mean is that that fans don't give her the credit that she actually deserves. Yeah. Um. You know, and I, I just she's solid on the mic, and and you, our gimmick's a little bit overplayed now, as you said. Yeah. Um. But she's definitely underrated. Um. I think I still think Morgan going over was the right call. Um. Because I think there is that little bit of fan love there that's going to push Morgan. Yeah, a little bit forward. Um, so it was probably the right call to have Morgan go over. Um, I thought it was a solid match. I, I thought, you know, three stars definitely. Um, it wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. I I liked. You know, there there wasn't anything bad to like about this match outside of the fact it was on the the pre-show. Um, that's yeah. the only thing I disliked. I I don't I didn't see for a, for a. 10 12 minute match why it needed to be on the pre-show it was like we don't have a pre-show match so let's just stick this on the pre-show um but yeah no it it was a solid free um free star if we're 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 obviously gone melts or style rules um so obviously an aw i would call it four and a half um (laughs) but um it was it was a solid it was a solid match and I think both women performed well. Yeah, I think I, I agree with what you're saying about Liv Morgan. Like, I think she's just something new. She's new, like you say. She's very good looking. She's marketable. 
she's a little bit different. Like she she dresses differently, and you know all like the the weird stuff that she has coming down her face, or the like, the tears, the multicolored tears, and stuff like that. Yeah. I think she's just she's just something new for people to latch onto. Give her the title in a month. A month later, people will be sick of her. That's just the nature of wrestling fans. I think it's just because we're so we you know been so overexposed to your Charlottes and your Sashas and your Beckys and people like that. I think it's just yeah. like I say, she's young. She she clearly loves wrestling. She always seems to have fun doing what she's doing. I think it's only a matter of time. I think I think it especially with how bare bones the women's division is on both shows. I think it's only a matter of time before she does win something i'm shocked she never won anything with um with ruby ruby riot like you know go go for the tag titles or something um i i understand why this match was the pre-show match i don't think it should have been i don't i don't think yeah. you need a pre-show anymore i don't watch the pre-show anymore i used to love it but i don't watch it anymore but i understand why this match was the pre-show i think it might be because they're sort of trying to test the waters a little bit with Liv. she got a really big reaction on a pre-show where all the fans weren't sat down and ready and watching yet. I think that, that, that speaks volumes for her popularity. Yeah, fans love her. Fans love her. And as, as I said, it's, um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not criticising that. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to be controversial when I say I don't see it. Um, yeah. I, I just, she got a massive pop, uh, which is great. Um, and just, for me at the moment, I, I just... And I think it could be said the same for quite a lot of the female talent that they have, the women talent that they have at the moment is character progression. And mm. unfortunately, Morgan's not done that at this moment in time for me. That, yeah. that doesn't mean that she doesn't have, she hasn't for 90% of the audience. It's, I, I could only, I might be on that 10% that she hasn't. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want more from her, and I think she's got it in her as well. And I think you're right. I think you know, I, I, six months, a year down the line, I think bulk correctly. Um, she could very much be, you know, that that possibly that that women's money in the bank um, yeah. holder. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I know we're talking about next year now, but that, that's a possibility. Queen of the Ring, why not? Like you say, it's probably going to be Charlotte, but eh, why not do something a bit a bit different? I think I agree because if you if you were to ask me, I don't know, name just a random wrestler on 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 the roster and ask me to explain their character, I think I could give it a pretty good go. But if you ask me to explain to you Liv Morgan's character, I'd probably just say I don't I, I don't know. She she did a promo not too long ago. I think she won a match on SmackDown and then at the top of the ramp, she did a promo about, yeah. you know, like about being passionate, basically. Her character is that she is, yeah. that she likes wrestling. Like, I, I, that's not a character, is it? There needs to be something more yeah, for just... the majority of people to connect to. Like, young girls are going to really like Liv Morgan. Yes. Young lads are obviously really going to like Liv Morgan. But there needs to be something for, for people okay. like of our age to, to connect she... to. There's very much the possibility that she could be the the, the, the Lita or the, the Trish Stratus of this era. Where, yeah. where young boys young boys obviously like her, but women you know, young girls can aspire to. Yeah. Um, and, and and Liv has that she has that in her, I think. I just think we need to see more of it. Um Yeah, it's how we can and, get out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because she, she definitely has it in her. Um, I just, you know, again, you, you just want to see more. Um, but the match itself was was a solid three. Um, you know, there was nothing wrong with it. And and again, the right winner went over. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent right. Let's stick with the pre-show because obviously something else happened during the pre-show. This was one of people's. I think this was probably people's main complaint, other than what we're going to get to with the main event later on. But this was <clears throat> people's main complaint during the show. During the kickoff, huge brawl broke out backstage. WWE ended up booking all three of New Day, obviously with Big E as your new WWE champion, against um, AJ Styles, Omos, and Bobby Lashley. Now, a lot of people were kicking off about this on Twitter because that's what Twitter's for. Yes, for faux anger. Like I looked at this and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, I'm getting one of the greatest factions of all time, including the current WWE champion, against a multi-time champion in AJ Styles, and one of the greatest of all time, and one of the current greatest, even at his age, the most recent champion in Bobby Lashley, and Omos, a guy who is destined to be a star." just just out of the blue like i wasn't expecting this match this is an extra match this is this is a nice surprise why are you angry about this this is a good thing like i i get that people want build there was sort of a little bit of build you had that little bit of build when they had the brawl backstage oh shit let's make a 3v3 match like teddy long's just come along or something but like holla, holla. Not everything needs months and months worth of build. I'm more excited for a match that's just dropped on me, just out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting, and now I'm about to see six of my favourites go against each other. You know what I mean? Like, if this had been advertised before, if this had been advertised a few days before the event, I don't think it would have made me any more likely to to tune in than I already... If you were already going to watch, you were already going to watch. Yeah. And unless you're a big fan of those six guys, what about a 3v3 that doesn't have any consequences or doesn't have anything on the line, what about that's going to make you tune in? Like, all it's... It rewarded people for watching. You know? Well, I think this goes back to your previous comment um, that you don't watch the pre-show anymore and something's happened on the pre-show to make it to the main. It's not ideal... um, I think people were pissed just because people wanted to be pissed at the fact that Big E and Lashley weren't, you know, weren't on the card, fighting yeah. each other. They weren't yeah. on the card. Um, I think that's why people were pissed, um, from what I can gather. Um, they, they weren't in a singles match together. Um, and obviously, subsequently, <laughs> we've, we've seen, you know, since, since Sunday, we've seen what's happened with that situation. Um, yeah. And I think... Yeah. Um, I think it's pro- it was probably the right call at the time. Um, yeah. I think um, the new day, um, the new day are. are can I just state I love the fact that, they, that those lads will never ever break up, and they will. They might have a match together, and I know there's been a call on Twitter for, and we've had it before with the Shield, um, which was a little bit different, but. Um, you know, that WrestleMania triple threat main event where mm. with Seth and, and Roman yeah. and, and Dean or, or or Moxley as it is now. Um and I know there's that appetite out there for those three guys in the new yeah. day to, to sort of do something similar. Um that's not happening. Um I don't think either one of them want it. Um I've listened to their podcasts, to their own podcasts, I've listened to them in interviews. 
those lads don't even want to have a feud with each other just on a one-on-one basis, let alone all three. So I think that needs to be put in its bed. And I'm a massive fan of it. Um, I'm a massive fan of of a faction that 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 just simply they'll go their separate ways at some point, but they they, they won't do the inevitable. Let's break up and beat each other up because why? Yeah. I, I suppose the only way that you can break the new day up now is with Xavier, um, because he's not had the title. Yeah, I guess that's the only way now. But I, I love the fact that they haven't. Um, it wouldn't be believable. I love the fact because... that this match kicked it off. When Kofi won no, the title and when Big E won the title, look at everything we've seen, like all the videos and them coming together yeah. and the just unrivaled love they have for each other. It just wouldn't work yeah. because in this day and age, we see no. so much of the real side of wrestling, don't we? Uh, yeah, we do. And and I think, you know, Xavier Woods has said it time and time again. Um, he's in wrestling because he enjoys it. He loves it. Yeah. It makes good money. Um, but outside of that, he currently has no desire to be a champ. He has none. Um, you know, tag team champ or anything like that, he's happy with. Um, and, and I think, you know, so I just want to just give credit to the New Day, just, just for their longevity. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely fine with the whole entire match itself. Um, I get why people were pissed. I get that. But at the same time, you have the New Day, which, as you mentioned, the faction. You've got Bobby Lashley, who for pretty much the last, since Mena anyway, has had a massive, and a great run. I don't care what anyone says. It's It's been one of the best championships runs for a, for a while. Yeah. You've got AJ Styles. You've literally got possibly at least five of probably the, the, the top performers yeah. in WWE right now in one yeah. match. What's not to like? You know, what's you can bitch like? and moan about it, but what's not to like? You, you've, you've just, yeah, just what's not to like? I don't understand why anyone would bitch about it. And you had everything in this match. I, you know, I really enjoyed this match. I, I genuinely enjoyed it because I didn't expect it. And I didn't know how they were going to play it either because it was the first match. Mm. So, mm. while well, while I thought Big E was going to be protected, I didn't know if they were going to give the Lashley Styles and um, almost the the win mm. and have them. You know, I I just. I you'd expect Woods. How it was going to be. You'd expect Woods to take the loss, wouldn't you? You'd expect Woods to take the pin. In that situation, or maybe even AJ. AJ's one of those guys who can take a loss. It doesn't matter. He's one of the greats. It, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I can I can tell you exactly why people are pissed off. People people are not pissed off. People have got all the way through this pay per view yeah. and thought, shit, that was a really good show. I didn't expect this to be so good. What can I find to pick at? What can I criticize on Twitter to 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 make myself seem relevant and to make myself seem Cool for being anti WWE. There was nothing wrong with this show. There was nothing wrong with this match. Like there's there's not much to say about the match itself. It was a pretty standard three three v three. It was a very 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 good match, as you would expect yeah. from from the guys that are, are involved in it. 
it was great from start to finish, fun, entertaining, lots of big spots, lots of aggression, fighting outside the ring. It's, it's, ever, it's the blueprint for a great 3v3 match. It's very rare that these matches are bad. Um, and look, as you said, as you alluded yeah. to, look what it led to. Like, let these things play out. Look what it led to. One of the best roars in years. Like, bookended by an amazing opener with, um, with Big E and Lashley in a rematch for the title, yep. which obviously ended with shenanigans, but then <laughs> led on to one of the best matches of the year in a cage match. Like, just let things flow. Let things play out. Stop. Just have some fucking patience. Well, this is the thing for me at the moment. In regards to that. Um, and I know this is about Extreme Rules, and yet... Obviously, it, it plays out, and we'll get, get on to about playing out later on as well, but this is a thing at the moment, especially with the the internet wrestling, the Twitter wrestling community, if we will call it that, is that patience is only allowed at this current moment in time for AEW. Yeah. Because... And I say this genuinely. I'm, I'm, the, the, there's no hate here, and I know that I've been on the pod before, and I, I've dissed the young bucks, and and they're not my favorite. Just people a few times. Anymore, but, just a few times. Um, they're not my favorite tag team ever. Um, let's just say that. But that that's not my point. Um, what I mean is that AEW get the plaudits for their long term story booking, as it were, um, and people should have patience. You, know, you, you look at the, the, the Page situation at the moment with AEW, James Page. Mm. It's patience. They're, they're building him. Um, Christian Cage from, you know, our, our Christian has come in and he's taking Page's spot. Danielson, Brian, come in, taking Page's spot. But we've got to be patient for this. We've got to be patient now. We've got to be patient because... Page is coming back and it'll be all right and the story will continue. You're just like, that's that's grand. But have that same energy. Yeah. When 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 WWE are trying to do long-term stunts, because they don't have the same energy. It's yeah. like that's garbage. We wanted it now. And you're going, but Liv Morgan should be women's champion now. Montez Ford, split up the street profits and make him champion now. Yeah, that's my point. It's like, for the love of fucking God. It's like, you know, it's like, chill out. Um, you know, let's let things play out. It's, you know, it's, it, it's just, it irritates the absolute shit out of me when when these guys do that. And, and there's loads of them. And you're just like, can we just see how things go? Yeah. We got the best, the best draw this year last night. Off of the back of Extreme Rules. The chances are SmackDown will be... Well, SmackDown, SmackDown. I, I, I don't think there's been an overly bad SmackDown now in about 18 months, in fairness. Yeah. yeah there's been parts of the show that are iffy, but I think predominantly it's probably been the rest... The best... The, the best show out of everything for, consistently. Um, yeah. But But let things play out. This, this is a... This isn't a big four pay-per-view. There, there doesn't need to be a blow-off at this pay-per-view. Some matches do, because it's extreme rules. Mm. But it, 
not every match is extreme rules. So let us play it out. Let's see what happens. Because otherwise, you look like a prick. <laughs> and on that note, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to, you look like a prick. End of. Um, yeah, you look like a prick. Right, let's move on to the next match. And this next match brings me so much joy because you you know, as someone who's been on the pod quite a few times, the things I love are TLC2, WrestleMania 17, The New Day, and just tag team wrestling in general. And next up, we had um, we had The Usos versus The Street Profits in what, for me, honestly, was match of the night. Just, just these guys just deliver and then deliver and deliver. The Usos have not done... A single thing wrong since turning heel, probably, what, three or four years ago it's been, or, or however long now. They just continue to kill it. Street Profits are incredible. Angelo Dawkins, we, we've spoken about people who are underrated, like Carmella. I think Angelo Dawkins is one of the most underrated talents in the whole company. Unfortunately, it's a bit of a, a heavy machinery thing where he's got a very, very talented and charismatic partner. Although that's the thing, Dawkins is talented and he's very, very charismatic himself. Um, but anyway, this this match was great. This match was great as we expected it to be. This was the match I was the most looking forward to, even more than the main event, even more than the triple threat. Um, Jimmy Uso and Angelo Dawkins start off the match. Just bringing that energy that you would expect from two guys like that. Yeah. That's the thing about Dawkins as well. He's he's a bigger guy, but fucking Ali can move, man. He's explosive. He's got that explosive like Steiner sort of energy, um, and he's good at talking trash as well. What I like about about the Street Profits is that that they're obviously faces, but you can tell that there's something in them. There's like a mean streak. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them as heels at some point. Uh, Jimmy and Jay do their usual teaming up on Ford, especially doing the good old heel tactic of focusing on his injury that he picked up on Friday against Roman. Uh, lots and lots of f- focus on that injury, lots of great in-ring psychology. Dawkins comes in on a hot tag. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened in the match. Um, lots more stuff outside, slamming on on the floor, going through the barricade. Dawkins hits a superplex into a twisted neck breaker, which was beautiful. That's what I mean. He's so underrated in what he can do in yeah. the ring. Um, Ford tags in finally after. Obviously, we knew Dawkins was going to take a lot of... Uh, that was the story of the match. Dawkins was going to do the vast majority of the, the heavy lifting. Um, tags back in. Dawkins gets yeah. back in. Barely kicks out after an Uso splash. Um, Montez Ford takes out both Usos. A beautiful dive over over the ring post, man. This this kid is just mega crazy talented. Like that is a fucking yeah. dangerous spot. Couldn't pay me to try and do that. Um, hits Jay with a frog I think, splash. I think the only person you could probably get to do that spot would be Jeff Hardy <laughs> or Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like I might Ricochet. have seen Ricochet do it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. And it speaks volumes for Montez Ford as well, how the match ended. Like, he had to receive a double Uso splash to finally be put away. Like, this kid is a fucking star. Like I said, match of the night for me. I knew it was going to be going into it because I love tag team wrestling, especially these guys. The tag division feels like it's it's not quite where it used to be or where it needs to be, but it feels like it's, it's really getting there. I'm glad they've moved away from the Mysterios now. That was getting a bit boring um ford now two not two nights in a row but 
two shows in a row, SmackDown and then Extreme Rules, has just looked like an absolute mega star, man, an absolute star. He showed up against Roman and put on, again, one of the best matches of the year, especially one of the best TV matches, certainly. Um, can't can't speak highly enough about, about these guys. This is a, an easy, easy, uh, dare I say, a five-star match for me. Easy. Um... Funnily enough, um, we normally disagree on a lot of things. Um, we're agreeing on a lot today, which is surprising. <laughs> um, I, I actually, and I'm, tag team wrestling is not my forte. Um, it's not something that I overly enjoy. I, I do enjoy it, but it's not. It's. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not overly bothered. Um, but this. But, but I say that the Usos are the best tag team in the world on their day, bar none. I, I don't give a shit. I, I genuinely don't. You, you can argue that the Young Bucks are there if you want, and I know, again, I, I know I've hated on them. The Young Bucks are talented kids. I like, the, I like the, the stuff that they do. They're very talented, and their cage match was outstanding whenever it was. The Usos are the best tag team in the world and have been for pretty much the last four or five years, since they turned heel, yeah. bar none. I don't care what you say, they just simply are. Um, and when you put the Street Profits with them, who are another massively talented tag team, it, it just wins every time. It just wins. Um, as you said, it's, as someone that's not a massive tag team wrestling fan, it's matching the night. Yeah. Hands down, it's match of the night. Um, you can tell that they're invested in Ford. Um, maybe a little bit more than Dawkins, unfortunately, even though Dawkins is as talented, if not a little bit more, due to his build, his height, his athleticism. Um, but you could tell the way that Ford got the hot the hot tag. Um, that that's that's the guy they see is the um as the breakout star, um, if you will. Um, again, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean there doesn't always have to be a breakout star, but we know WWE by now. Yeah. Um, there's, there's certain exceptions to the rule, <laughs> and those are the certain exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, but nine times out of ten, a tag team breaks up at some point, unfortunately. Um, no, I, you know, Ash, I think... Dusto's going over is probably the right decision again. Um, I think WWE booked it correctly in that regards. Um, because Dusto's are connected to the bigger storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's that, that's the difference at the moment. Um, due to their connection to the Bloodline storyline and the Roman storyline, I think that makes a difference. But the Street Profits look solid. <laughs> You know, it wasn't yeah. a, a weakened defeat, um, no. which we might have expected at times. Um, and I thought it was a great advocate for WWE tag team wrestling, which I think gets shot on a lot. And I think when they invest in it at times, it, it's up there. And I think yeah. they, they invest in these two teams, and that's why it worked. I, I wouldn't go so far as a five. But I'd probably say four. Um, but that's again more due to my 
indifference of tag team wrestling than it yeah. is anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still match of the night though. I don't, I don't defend WWE in any way when it comes to tag team wrestling because they do right, quite rightfully get shat on when it comes to how they book the tag division. They don't, they don't yes. see there being money in it, which is, which is bizarre because you know WrestleMania was once headlined by a tag match, so. At some point, Vince had faith in the tag division. It's It's been a bit of an afterthought for years. As I said, it is starting to get back there. I agree. I think the Usos retaining was the right thing to do because the worst thing you can do with tag titles, or any, any title really, is to keep hot-shotting it and passing it around like a fucking hot potato. It, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the Street Profits were champions and then the Mysterios. I mean, the Usos haven't had them back for all that long. It's probably only been about a month or so. As you said, it's connected to the bigger story of Roman with the bloodline. That's the biggest thing happening in WWE right now, even bigger than Big E. As happy as we are for Big E on what's happened there, the bloodline is, is, you know, the top attraction in WWE. To to weaken them would have been the wrong thing to do at this point. This moment in time, without a doubt. But at this moment in time, that... The bloodline storyline, story, we, we can get on to it and, uh, you know, and, and later on when we're talking about Roman and the Finn. Yeah, um, but But that is the main story. So you're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> going to differentiate from that at this point in time. You're going to continue with it. Um, still, as I said, still match of the night in my view. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Right, let's move on to um to the next title match. So it was um Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. Um, a match that's only had a few weeks build, sort of came out of nowhere. Alexa just came in the ring and was like, I want the title, which unfortunately is how a lot of WWE title matches are booked these days. Who's my next challenger? Oh, I want your title. Okay, title match. Uh, but anyway, this this was a really good match, really surprising match. As I said, there were no bad matches on this card. Alexa, no. as much as Carmella, I think I think Alexa <clears throat> is one of the greatest women's dressers that has ever set foot in WWE. She may not be the greatest wrestler, but she is, again, just like Carmella has come on leaps and bounds, especially in the last couple of years. She's the best character that they've got across any any of their rosters, any of their three women's divisions, including NXT. Best character by far, best character work, best mm. promo work. She's a great face. She's a great heel. This gimmick is obviously very heavily criticised. People are saying she stole it from Bray or borrowed it from Bray, whatever. It's She's doing the best that she can with it. I don't think she's in a position mm. that she necessarily wants to be in. Like, Bray wanted to work with Alexa. Alexa wanted to work with Bray. This wasn't, like... Yes forced on her or anything but now she's in a position no. where she's just sort of got to run with it um but coming back to the match yeah the match yeah. was really good <clears throat> alexa i think surprised a lot of people she was in her hometown as well um of ohio so the crowd were really behind her from the second the match started i i love alexa i love alexa i don't think as i said she's she's not on the same level as bailey becky sasha charlotte but i think she is criminally underrated you know what? What did you What did you think of this match? I I, I would give this I'd give this another solid three. Um, I enjoyed the match. Um, personally, it was alright. Um, I like Alexa. I genuinely do. Um, and no, 
Yeah, I think what was it? The the hate after Wyatt got um got released, um, which I'm still not over. I still think was a shit decision. Um and I know we've spoke about that before. Um she gets shits on, she gets shat on because of it. And I blame Mickey James for that. Um yes. Yeah, I, I do. Um I, I I do blame Mickey James for that. but I, I blame a lot of the hate on Alexa blamed on purely on Mickey James's tweet um, in regards to Alexa stealing the gimmick and all that nonsense. That was never the intention. That was never the goal. Um, whatever happened with Bray happened with Bray. Um, whether we find out or not is a, is a completely different story. Um, and it, it kind of annoys me. Because I don't think Alexa ever, or I don't even think Vince ever went out to to make, you know, Alexa the 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 fiend incarnate, if you will. I don't think that was ever the intention. I think that's just the way circumstances have played out. Um, Alexa is extremely talented. Um, you know, I think what was it the promo? I think last Monday from Charlotte, um, which which mentioned I want the old Alexa back, the the fire Alexa, the Winning championships, Alexa. I, I, I could kind of see where that was coming from, and I don't actually disagree to a certain degree with that promo. Um, but Alexa is on the mic outside of maybe Sasha Banks, probably the best one on it. Um, currently, and I'm 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 ignoring Bailey because she's injured. Um, only reason. Um, but yeah, the the match. It was a free. It was solid. Um, it, it was what it was. The ending after Charlotte won. What annoyed me more about this mm. match was after the match itself. Yeah. Alexa seemed to be more, and it plays into her character. So, so it fits. It does fit in fairness, and it's the only slightly justified justification I can get. <laughs> is that it fits with the character. But you're more pissed off with your doll being ripped apart than you are losing a title match. Yeah. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. You've, you you want the title, but you're more giving a shit about a doll. And, yeah. and it's a simple thing. And as I said, I, I think it can be, you know, the storyline-wise, it can be explained out. It, but Alexa just looked dumb as shit crying over the doll. I, I don't care how you know we can we can try and dress it up all we want, but shit, it just looked dumb as shit. Like God, why? Did you um, um, but, did you notice yeah. the tablet? Did you notice the tablet? No, I didn't. You you mentioned this to me earlier on about a tablet, and I'm like, what, what tablet? I'm, I must yeah. have missed this. So I, I didn't notice it at first. I'll be honest. It was um it was a a, a Twitter thing. Some keen eyed. Twitter user posted it. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> there's a picture of Alexa where she's down crying over Lily, um, and as she's got her mouth open, you can see that she's got like a big. I don't. I don't even know what I would compare it to. It just just looked like a tablet, like um, like like a round ibuprofen or a paracetamol or something like yeah. that. Just 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 medicine, but quite big, like sort of like about a fifty p coin size. Um, okay. In her mouth, like on on her tongue, as she's crying, and I think the the explanation for it is that it was meant to be one of those tablets that, like, as 
as moisture touches it, it like foams up and bubbles up. So it was ah, right, okay. almost going to sort of be like her frothing at the mouth. And I think that would have maybe played ah. into maybe the end of the character. Maybe the character dies. Maybe what Charlotte said about we want the old Alexa back. Maybe that could have been the way to, to bring that that character back. I don't know. It's Obviously, it failed. So I don't know if that was the plan. What are they going to do about it? Are they going to re reattempt it? I don't know. But yeah. It's just it's just an interesting thing. It, it got picked up on. Um, I don't think yeah. it it doesn't ruin the match or anything. It's it's just interesting no. to think like what what the the goal was there. There's, there's certainly plans there, and I think you know in regards to Alexa, I think that the plan is very much um, unfortunately, and I mean this genuinely. I mean unfortunately. The, the character has to die and yeah, Alexa has to go well not just that I think it, it probably could have survived for a while um, the, the problem is is that you are going to end up in a situation especially if Bray debuts with another promotion which has been rumoured to happen as, as soon as um, Wednesday night um that, that fans are just going to keep on shitting on it and keep on singing the Bray chants. And yeah. As I said, it was never the intention, but I, I think you do have to take the gimmick to a certain degree away from from yeah. Alexa now. Yeah. If not temporarily. Um, and, and just, I, I think that's that was probably the intention. Either that or to make it seem like Lily was taking over Alexa's body. Sometimes I don't know what WWE is actually trying to do with these things at times. Um, but it was still a solid match, though. Massively. Sol yeah. A solid, solid three. Yeah, like so, I said, no, definitely. No. Two and a half. I lied. Two and a half. Sticking okay. with that. No, I, think, I, think that, I think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. It wasn't. It wasn't the best match. It wasn't the best women's match. Not even the best women's match of the night. But it was. It was certainly better than we expected. I expected, not a squash, but I. I expected a fairly short match. So I think. I think I was pleasantly yeah, yeah. surprised. Would be. Would be my. Um. My outcome there. Um, I think that would be fair. Let's move on to. I guess if if you really really want, if you're gonna try your hardest, you can sort of say that this was a stipulation match. It was a stipulation match, just by the definition and the nature of the rules. The triple threat for the U.S. title between Damian Priest, the champion, Jeff Hardy, yeah. and Sheamus. So as I say, triple threat. Triple threat rules are no disqualification, no rope breaks, blah blah blah, no countouts. So sort of sort of a stipulation. This is another match that absolutely fucking banged for me. Three of my favourite guys. Jeff Hardy, my, my favourite wrestler of all time. I shit on him a lot now because he's a bit he's a bit past it. But when he's in the ring with talented enough guys, and especially when he's in the ring with in, in not just a one-on-one -on -one situation, I think you can sort of hide from that a little bit when he can spend time on the floor outside the ring and when he can, you know, when you can focus on the other guys. So yeah. Jeff put in a really good performance here, sort of performance you'd have expected from him maybe 10 years ago. Um, and Sheamus, of course, Sheamus, one of my favorite wrestlers. Sheamus has had a, a, an amazing year. His feud with Drew was one of the best things on TV uh, in the very early yes. parts of the year. 
fantastic champion. Damian Priest has already had a great title run, which is which is surprising when you consider the fact that everybody said that he was buried at WrestleMania because he was the sidekick for a for a singer. I <laughs> and you can go back and look historically at my tweets. I said from day one, as soon as he got involved with the whole Bad Bunny situation, no, this no, would no, be the no, making. We can't. No, we can't. You, oh, no, you can't anymore. No, you can't anymore. That's awkward. Um, <laughs> I I assure you, I promise, <laughs> from day one, I said this was going to be the making of Damien Priest. They were putting him alongside an international, global megastar. Whether you yes. like his music or not, they were still putting him aside one of the biggest names in music in the entire world. Yes. And yeah, we had the we had the dodgy zombie apocalypse match, the army of the dead nonsense in between yeah. then and now. But yeah, that was just a bit of fun. I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, Damian Priest has had an amazing run. I was worried when he came up to the main roster because he's he's not young. I think he's he's like, like approaching his late thirties. I think he is about 38, 39. So he's getting he's on a little up. bit in terms of championships and in terms of a main roster run. Yeah. But this was another great match. Like I said. Um, the worry was that Jeff had been put in there just to take the pin, which obviously he didn't, which was a pleasant surprise. Really, really pleasant yeah. surprise. What did you what did you make of this one? I think Damien Priest, um, I, I don't think he's got main event talent status. I don't think they'll ever do it. I don't think they'll ever pull that trigger. Um, but as a as an upper mid card guy, um he's solid. Um he was buried because of Bad Bunny. It's just fucking insane. Um, and I've said that before. Um, I said that on this pod before. Um, I thought the match was solid. Um, I think when you've got Seamus in there, I think you're always going to get a solid match anyway. Um, I think yep. he's possibly been one of the most underappreciated talents um, that is on the roster. And I think he has been for a while. Which that is mad sense. when you consider all of his accomplishments. Yeah, no, he's, he's had loads of accomplishments. Of course he has. Um, but I just for some reason, I, I just don't think he gets the love he deserves. Um, yeah. Which is, is just absolutely insane. It's insane. Jeff is Jeff. Um, he's lost a step. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, oh, people can been- deny it. People will try and deny it, trust me. Oh, they will. And they'll try and say that if he went to, um, apologies, if he went to AEW with his brother and they were to do the whole, you know, Hardy Boys again or delete, delete and all that brother needle yeah. nonsense, that it would change. The, the, the problem is, is that Jeff has, for, for 20 years minimum, the boys put his body through the absolute fucking ringer he's put his ringer from all the matches that he's had the extreme style matches that he's had he's put his his body through the ringer with his addictions and he's on the other side of that now so you know it doesn't I'm not casting that up to to bring aspersions to addiction at all I'm bringing it up because addiction does a lot to your body over time um and you, you you take all of that in. Jeff is where he is because that's where he should be. 
Um, it still his best performance of the year in regards to Jeff. Yeah. Um, in my view. Um, yep. Easily. I thought Priest has been the best NXT booked NXT star probably in the last six months to a year. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and Sheamus does what Sheamus does. The, the right winner, obviously, is the right winner. D- Damien Priest is the right winner. Um, and I, I'm a massive fan of the man um, at 38. Um, massive fan. Uh, was the right result, as I just mentioned. Um, I don't understand uh, why anyone can hate his run. Uh, his run has been the most consistently booked since his yeah. main roster call-up. Yeah. Bar none, over the last year. Yeah. The thing for me, right, the thing for me with this is, and anybody and listening thank- to this... Let's, and let's be thankful they've not put a mask on Priest. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> all I'm going to say about Jeff is, and anybody listening to this or watching this, please, I'm genuinely interested to drop a comment and see what you think about what I'm about to say. Um, <clears throat> I think Jeff owes WWE. I think Jeff owes Vince. I don't see him going away EW. I don't. Not at this stage of his career. He's like 44, I think. He probably recognises that he's, he's not at the, at the peak of his career anymore, not at the top of his game anymore. But they've given him so many chances, so many bailouts, so many rehabs, so many opportunities. They could have just literally completely washed their hands of him the last time anything happened. And all the negative press that that brings on WWE, they could have done it with the Usos as well. They've had, you know, I'm not by any means making out that Jeff is the worst and he should be punished. There's loads of guys who fucked up with similar things, but like you said, this has been going on for like 20 years. Everybody remembers what what Jeff did in TNA, you know, um, Victory Road, I think yeah. it was when he turned up, fucked out of his head. Jeff has had so many chances. Yeah. I think he owes the company to stay. If he was to if he was to go over to AEW, it'd be a real real spit in the face, wouldn't it, at, at Vince and at the company and at the fans. The fans <sighs> that have forgiven him repeatedly and still cheered for him repeatedly. I don't know. Um, I genuinely don't know. Um, I think what well, I think we're only... I think he signed a new contract last year, shortly after Matt either left or before yeah, Matt left. Um, and I, I, as far as I can remember from reports at that time, it was a three-year contract. Um, and I think it's I been extended if, because of injury as well. Yeah, I think frozen. it was, yeah. Um, I don't know if he owes WWE anything. I, I don't know if he owes Vince anything, I think. <sighs> He probably does to a certain point. Um, there again, you could say the same for a lot of people um, that that shit on WWE. Um, you know, Jake the Steak Roberts for a starter. Um, you know, um, that shit on WWE or for whatever reason, even though Vince paid for like fucking the majority of the rehabs. Um so I don't know if I would go as far as saying that he owes he owes it to stay. Um, I think if he gets released, um, if 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 he sees that the next two years of his contract, let's just go with that. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be against him having a short run in AEW with his brother. 
Um, but not as a singles guy. I think I, I get the Twitter love. I get I get that he's adored. Um, I get that people want to see him in that upper mid card main event scene. It's just not there for him anymore. Time time's gone on. Yeah. Um, I don't want him in the twenty four seven fucking <laughs> run either. Let's be honest. Um, I think where he was placed in this match is his right. That's his rightful place. That's his spot. Now, yeah. in his career, the mid card is his spot. He can still put on bangers. And if you really want to, you know, if you if you to take him over to SmackDown with the, the you know the Intercontinental Title or anything like that, he's he's the man that will will make that title or the or the person that holds that title. He will make them look amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. his spot now. He doesn't need to be in the main event. He doesn't no. need to be that that guy anymore. And he's that's there a to build to him. the next guy. He's there to build the next Jeff Hardy. That's his job. Um, but I say that, and as I said, I, I wouldn't be adverse to, to having that, that sort of Hardy Boys final run. But as, as, a, as a lifelong WWE fan, I'd be a little bit aggrieved if it happened in AEW. Yeah, it's just a little places. bit. It's the only place. It's just going. a little bit, just a little bit, and that, that for that reason alone, because yeah. I'm a lifelong WWE fan. Not even shitting on AEW. Yeah, I, I I could understand why it would happen there, but I'd be a little bit like, I'd rather them see their career out another way, because that's. Yeah. But again, that that's that's your your low A. That's that diversion coming yeah. in. Um, no. They'll both be back together for the Hall of Fame anyway. They're, they're obviously going to go in the Hall of Fame one day. One day. Yeah, the, the the difference between Matt and Jeff Hardy, I know that they've spoke badly in the past and all the rest of it, obviously that's all done. The difference between them and a lot of people that have left, um, and Matt was one of the first ones, uh, and Daniel Bryan actually, um, or sorry, Bryan Danielson, my apologies. Um, he's even touched on that recently. Um, and I know we're going massively off topic now, so we'll get back on topic in a second. But Matt never shat on Vince. Yeah. He wasn't happy with his creative, and he stated that, but he never shat on them. Yeah. Nielsen's doing the same thing, and and fans wanted to boo it. And and Danielson, you know, Brian spoke about this. AEW fans need to calm the fuck down. Um, because a lot of talent that leave don't leave because they're they're angry. They leave just because they wear their places on the card. Yeah. And and to be fair, Matt was to a certain degree being misused, but has he actually been fucking used in AEW any better? <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? So no. um but they they they're they've not shot on Vince and they are Hall of Famers every day of the week, twice on a Sunday as tag teams. They'll go in at some point. Whether that be in two years' time or three years' time, five years' time, they go in. Yeah. The last thing I will say on that, Matt Hardy has gone over to AEW to just rehash the same gimmicks that he's had in the past and put on worse matches than he's had in the past. I don't I don't see... I think I understand why he's there. I think he's been brought in to, to help advance the younger tag teams because obviously he's a tag team specialist. 
and his character work has broken Matt Hardy in Impact was great, but anything he's done since Impact, since being with, with Jeff in Impact, has just failed to live up to the hype. Big Money Matt isn't as good as the first time he was Big Money Matt. The broken character, when he starts fucking teleporting around an empty arena in AEW, it just, yeah, it just hasn't hit right. I love, I love Matt. I think Matt, I don't think he's on, people say he's underrated. I think he is the right amount of, of rated. He was never that To be great. fair, to be fair, and I think Matt probably suffered this along with a few others. Um, and I put Keith, Keith Lee in this category as well, actually. Hardy suffered from the pandemic and no fans. Yeah, yeah. Agree with that. Similar to Keith Lee's main roster debut, no fans in attendance, and I mean that genuinely. Um, I think that's what 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 kept Keith Lee back at the time, and then obviously we know his subsequent health issues. Uh, but Matt Hardy, um, the whole thing was 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 not to put too fine a blunt on it, but point on it, but it was fucked because there was no fans. Yeah. And if you think about it this way, the fans have made Matt Hardy. Now, we can go agreeing with the fans have made all the stars, but if it wasn't for the fans in regards to the whole Lita and Edge thing, Matt Hardy wouldn't be where he is right now. Yeah. He was never the breakout star of the Hardy boys. He is, and he's, he's in a prime spot. He's super talented. He's got a massive, obviously, wrestling brain. Yeah. But the fans have consistently made them. And if there's no fans there, that hurt them. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I can that, agree yeah. with that. I can agree with that. Uh, right, so wrap up, to wrap up that match, what, what stars are you giving it? Oh, I'm going for three. Three and a half. Three and a half for me. Yeah. Really three and a half. Because it, sol- it was solid. And it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And it made Priest look a star. Yeah, absolutely. Right, moving on then. Um, I haven't got, I'll be honest, I haven't got a huge amount to say about this match. It was enjoyable, but it, it was just a match that happened for me. Um, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Um, I've made no secret of the fact that I am a huge Bianca fan. Um, really didn't agree with what happened at, um, at SummerSlam. When she lost in 26 seconds to, to Becky. And can we... I don't like that we, we say 26 seconds. It was less than 26 seconds. You know, a lot of a lot of that 26 seconds was, like, gesturing and pondering, you know, pandering, and you know what I mean? It was... The match was over Ten. in as as little time... 10 seconds? Brock versus Kofi, yeah. It was, it was literally, like, 10 seconds. It was one move and a pin. Yeah. It was about 8 or 9 or 10 seconds or something like that. So I'm glad this match happened... Um, I think it needed to happen, give Bianca a chance to avenge what happened at SummerSlam. Um, it was a good match. Nothing nothing, nothing special about it, nothing to write home about. I think, again, it was about a three-star match. Um, I think the DQ finish with Sasha coming back, that was a big surprise. That was a big moment. The crowd didn't seem that invested in it. I don't know why. People didn't really seem to, to pop or react for for Sasha. I think the fact her music didn't play probably didn't help. The fact that she just ran down and everyone was a bit like, oh shit, what's happening here? Um, Cool moment. I'm glad Sasha's back. Obviously, moving forward, I think we'll end up getting a triple threat, which will likely be very, very good. 
Um, my biggest takeaway from this match, well, my, my two biggest takeaways, um, Becky looked amazing. Becky hasn't lost a step considering this is her first proper match back since having best part of a year off after having a baby. Um, you, you, you couldn't tell that she was away. There was no ring rust, certainly none that I noticed anyway. Um, and I think my other biggest takeaway is that, yeah, the DQ finish was the right thing to do. If Bianca isn't going to win, she doesn't need another loss this quickly after losing the title at SummerSlam in embarrassing, surprising fashion. Um, so I think the DQ obviously protects her, brings Sasha into the mix, keeps the belt on Becky. Becky, whether you love her or hate her, whether you love or hate the way that it happened, or the way that she got the title... She was the biggest thing in not just women's wrestling, but in wrestling for like a year. And she continues to be now that she's back. Everybody's talking about Becky. When she came back at SummerSlam, it was one of the biggest moments of probably the last few years. So, yeah, I I wasn't angry with this. I think it was, as I say, it was a good match. Bianca's incredibly talented. um, And I'm excited to see where this goes. I've got issues with this match. Okay, <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> um, I, I, I the match was fine. Um, itself the match was alright. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, to take it back to SummerSlam, mm, the 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 whole twenty six seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever it may be. Um, my my only issue with it is. The, the whole point of doing it that quickly is mainly just to make Becky a heel. Yeah, and, and <coughs> to be it. fair, to, to to you know protect the fact that she had all that time <laughs> off as well. I think an element of it was that as well. Yeah, obviously, I think she was shoehorned in. I don't think she was due to appear at SummerSlam. Um, I yeah, think the the Sasha, um, whatever was going on injury wise or why Sasha was out, um, but then. I think it was also made to make Becky a heel. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Becky as a heel to a certain point. I, I personally prefer her in that that god awful term, that tweener role, um, which I think <laughs> she was for most part as the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bianca's great. She's she's definitely. Probably outside of that whole four, if you will, you know, the four horsewomen. She's definitely that next in line for that stardust. Um, Sasha interfering was the right call. Um, I think the reason why she didn't get uh, a reaction, not necessarily because her music was there, but purely for the very simple fact that people didn't know how to react. Was she coming in as a heel? Was she coming in as a baby face? What was she going to do? Was she attacking Bianca? Was she going to attack Becky? What What was she going to do? Was she there to save? Was she there to... So I think that, that, that unfortunately, is the reason why she never got the reaction. Yeah. Um, again, however, having her interrupt was the right thing. It protects Bianca. It, it, it's, it's fine. Um. Sasha then attacks Bianca at the end, you know, to cause a disqualification. Again, probably the right thing for them to continue their feud. And then, and I've watched this back, by the way. This is why I'm pissed off with it. You then had 
Sasha go towards Becky. And Becky doing this whole with the title thing and then and it's like you're supposed to be the man. That that was your character. That's what got you over. That was your gimmick. You you didn't give a shit. You were badass. That's what made you the hottest thing in wrestling for over for, for over a year. And and now I have you in the corner holding your title, going, is it are, are we okay? And it's like <clears throat> that that's not the Becky I like. That that's that that for me is not. It's not the big, exactly that, that for me is like Sasha's there. Becky should have just went straight up and went. All right, what are you going to do? That's the Becky that, that that we all fell in love with eighteen months ago to two years ago. Yeah. That that shitty heel character doesn't suit Becky well, in my view. It, yeah. it was awkward. You then had Becky and Sasha fight, and it's like. All right, we're getting a triple threat, which again is fine, and I'm sure it'll be a it'll all be a banger because all three women are absolutely outstanding. I just I didn't like that character development from from Becky because that's not what made her the star that she is. The star that she is is because she was badass, and now we're trying to make her into a chicken shit heel. That's for me that didn't sit well with me. Um, the, the match itself was probably free. Um, yeah, there was nothing yeah, wrong with the match free. itself. I thought, um, I thought both performers in regards to Becky and Bianca did really well. Um, it's just those little bits that that just got under my skin. Um, yeah, and it was like Sasha was taking the that tweener type role over, and that might be how they go forward with Sasha. To be fair, and. And Sasha is like fucking, you know, she's fucking mega talented. Um, you know, if if you want to strap a rocket to to Sasha and and let it go, I'm I'm quite content. Um, and I think, um, you know, if that's the way to go with it, fine. Um, but having Becky being that chicken shit heel just doesn't sit with the character that we all fell in love with. For me, yeah, and I've I've seen people complaining since about oh, it doesn't make sense that that Sasha attacked both of them. Well, it does. It makes complete and a perfect sense because for me, and uh, well, shouldn't just be for me, but for everybody, the the logic behind it is she comes in and attacks Bianca because you know she's annoyed she didn't get that match against Bianca at SummerSlam. Then she attacks Becky yeah. because Becky took that spot from her at SummerSlam. Like I I, I, don't, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me how that can make no sense to people. It 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 makes the yeah, most yeah. most sense. This is uh, Sasha. Sasha's a great heel. It makes why why would I don't know. It's just people. People are idiots. The booking, the, the, the booking the ending was fine. Booking's fine. I very yeah, rarely accept a DQ finish, especially from like outside interference. But this one, no. as we've both just said and both touched on. Moving forward, this is going to give us probably a very, very good triple threat. So, um, the, the booking of the ending is fine. Anyone that has an issue with it are the same people that will fucking celebrate a time limited draw. Um, <laughs> so, what on earth could you um, mean, Gary? What on earth could you mean? Um, so it's just, <laughs> just uh, while I wasn't happy with the 
the, the Becky situation at the end, I, I genuinely think this was the right booking call. Yeah. It was the only booking call that if, if they were going to play this card, this was the right time to play it. The, the, yeah. the, it it's perfect booking. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Right. We've talked about WWE regular rules. Now let's talk about WWE Extreme rules. The only stipulation match on the card, the main event of the night, the main event of the show. Ah, oh, man, where do you start? Well, it was obviously, for anybody who somehow doesn't know, Roman Reigns, champion, the, the best thing to happen to wrestling in the last year or so. Everything he's touched has turned to absolute fucking pure a billion carat gold. Roman Reigns is the best thing in wrestling today. I will not have a conversation about anybody else being the top guy in the entire industry. We're not talking <laughs> WWE, AEW. We're talking about the entire fucking industry. The guy is incredible. Best character. Best character. <laughs> best character. But but yeah. but with that, he has developed in ring beyond what I think anybody thought he was capable of. You know, a lot of that does come down to the character Ooh. and the slower, more methodical style of wrestling and the way that he talks to his opponents. Yeah. But but every single match he's put on has been an absolute banger. So you, it's hard to yeah. say that he's not the best wrestler or superstar or entertainer or whatever you want to call him in the world. Um, <clears throat> and he was obviously against uh, the Demon, Demon Finn Balor um, in this match. A, 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 pretty good build to this match. I've enjoyed the build. Um, obviously, it was right. a lot of questions around the demon being protected. <clears throat> Can the demon lose? If the demon loses, it'll be the first time he's ever lost, except no, it won't because he lost in NXT, but obviously NXT doesn't count. Um, the demon has now lost two matches. Just suck it up. Just accept it. NXT matters. NXT is real. NXT, you know, it, it happened. Um, but anyway, this match this match was great. Um, lots of really good back and forth extremity. They obviously went to extreme lengths to make sure that they put on enough extreme moments and enough weapons and shit going yeah. on. Tables breaking and barriers breaking to make up for the fact that the rest of the card had absolutely none. I really like the spot where... Um, Roman grabs a kendo stick and then the camera pans to Finn and he's got loads of kendo sticks attached to each other and just goes to town on him. I thought that was a really cool <laughs> moment. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Finn. I'm a big fan of Roman. I'd have been happy either way. I wouldn't have minded who won. I think we knew pretty much that the Usos were going to get involved. Yeah. The match itself was great. I don't think it's... I, I'd give this a four star just because of what happened over the course of the match nobody's really talking about the content of the match though are they nobody's talking about the wrestling nobody's talking about the no. shots we're talking about what happened at the end no. you know it was it was a pretty standard extreme no. rules match i've seen worse i've seen better i think back to 2013 brock versus cm punk i think that was a better no dq match than this was yeah we're 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 rightfully talking about what happened towards the end um one other thing that happened towards the end, though, as well, that I really enjoyed was the whole Finn lying down on the floor and then the music started playing and it sort of brought him back to life. Weird. Oh, well, no, I fucking loved it. People really are shitting of it. People loved it. People are shitting on that, right? People are genuinely shitting on that. Of course they are. I I am not. I I fucking loved it. I, I It might be, I think one person called it corny, is it fuck? It, it, it was just. It, it looked like he was fucking the floor. 
it looked like he was dry humping the floor. It was a bit weird. It was a bit odd to watch, but the what well, it, it was a cool idea. I enjoyed it. Made it made me pop. It made me pop. Genuinely, when I seen it, I just went, what the fuck's he doing? And then you, you kind of looked at it and then you heard the heartbeat again. And it was like bringing them to life type thing. Yeah. I just loved it. I just, I loved it for everything it was supposed to be. I loved it for the corny, the silliness, the the, the, the whole bringing, the demon gimmick is supposed to be to a certain degree, it, it's method, you know, it's, it's yeah. fucking my, mystical. Yeah. Right? It's, it, it's fucking nonsense at the end of the day. It's the whole point of the gimmick, right? So let's just get, a, let's just take away from the fact that it's a guy who's very fucking short haired <laughs> Wears fucking dreads, puts face mask on, with a massive fucking smile over his belly. All right, but him trying to fucking come to life with a couple of heartbeats is all of a sudden fucking weird. <laughs> Shut up, right? It was great. I, I loved the, the heartbeat was possibly the best thing. Right? I fucking loved it. The, 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 I will not hear a bad word said about it. I just want to um, say what I what I really like about the heartbeat bit before we move on to the fucking catastrophe at the end what i really liked about the heartbeat thing was obviously we went into this event we went into this match thinking okay yeah the demon's great but roman is surely gonna win because he's roman reigns look at what he's done in the last year nobody can beat him blah 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 blah. blah. he's gonna be champion till mania we're gonna get the rock back we're gonna get obviously we've got the the match against brock in saudi arabia all that kind of stuff but in that moment when the heartbeat started to happen i thought oh okay Maybe Finn's going to win this. That was the first, literally the very first yeah. moment in that whole match and in any of the build where I thought, shit, okay, I know the demon's protected. I didn't think he could win up until this point, but this is weird. This is new. This is different. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think we all... I think WDB, I think, again, I know we've spoken about this on numerous occasions. WWE, as as they always apparently fucking do, they, they book themselves into these corners. Um, did did this need to be the pay per view that the demon came back at? No, it did not. No, no, it, it, it just genuinely Finn. didn't. It could have just been Finn at the moment. Um, Let's let's get away from the fact that I think taking Finn and putting him straight onto SmackDown and, and against Reigns was the most ridiculous idea possibly this year. Um, and I genuinely, when I say that, I genuinely mean it. I, I think putting Finn on SmackDown against Reigns at this moment in time was ridiculous. Um, the match was, I thought, was four and a half stars. Um, I loved everything about the match. I loved the, the corny ass, the heartbeat. I thought it was great. I genuinely fucking loved it. I don't know why. It was just something that made me chuckle, made me laugh, made me smile, <coughs> and then also made me go. Maybe Finn is winning this one. Um, Finn, I don't. God knows, for probably, well, since he went back to NXT, which was, what, 18 months or so ago, um, he's put banger after banger after banger. Um, Roman Reigns, uh, since he returned at SummerSlam last year, um, we, we can have 
discussions in regards to the whole um thing with Kevin Owens and you know that mm. you know the with you know the handcuffs yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that situation um you know but outside of that only situation Roman Reigns hasn't had a bad match since he came back from SummerSlam um it's bang it, 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 so I was always expecting this match to be top draw I, I I just was. I, I didn't I didn't go in there thinking that this match was going to be anything other than stellar. And it was. It was great. And um, I expected the shenanigans, but that's fine. I'm all right with that because that's the story. Yeah. That is the story. At this moment in time, the story is that the Usos are going to try and interfere. Yeah. That's the story. And if you don't understand that that's the story right now, then you're not paying attention mm. to 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 be polite. Yeah. Um so I'm all good with that. Um as I said I've got I've got issues with them bringing the, the, the demon out at this point. Um especially after we were only reading three months ago that Finn wasn't overly keen on doing it. Yeah. Um yeah. so we've got issues with that. But outside of that the match was stellar. Um, outside of, and and this is the worst thing because we've already discussed this earlier on. So I'll bring it up, but we've already discussed it in regards to the ending and the rope break. I want to shit on it so hard. I do. I I, I want to call it for what it was. However. Finn took a little bit, uh, he took a little extra seconds when he was at the top there that makes me think that there's a storyline reason behind it. Yeah. So while I want to shit on it, I also want to see it play out. So I can't moan, which I did earlier on, about people not having patience about things playing out and shitting on it. Without yeah. waiting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I um, completely agree. Completely agree. It, yeah, I it's can't, not I can't a big pay per view. It's it's not a big pay per view, so I think having that type of ending is absolutely acceptable. Yeah, like when it when it happened, I watched it and I thought, mm, okay, what 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 was that? And obviously, my first thought went to. I don't even know what my first thought went to. It's it's it, it's one of a few things. It's either. Like you said, it doesn't normally take him that long to do the uh, the coup de gras. So no, you know he he was up there for like a good ten seconds or so. It was I was a bit like, what's happening here? What what's going on? Is Roman yes. not in position or something? Or is it the smoke? Is it the red lights? Has something distracted him? I don't know. Um, but like you said, the way that it the way it, it it didn't just break in that corner either. It just it pinged everywhere and the the whole ropes were gone, which which makes me think that there's something something's happened. Um. If it was if it was a genuine thing that wasn't planned, Roman reacted very well to it. I'm trying to look at it in a few different potential ways for when it eventually plays out. If it was a mistake, I think the way that Roman handled the situation of quickly hitting the spear and getting the pin done was great. It was it was creative to just get it finished. Um, when Finn landed, it didn't look like he landed badly. Like it didn't look like he tweaked anything. It didn't look like he he twisted his no. knee or his leg or anything like that. But he but he stayed down 
for long enough to make me think that he was selling something which makes me think that it was was planned because you know how many how many times have we seen a finisher botched and then immediately retried within like I don't know, like 10, 20 seconds, whatever. Like, why Why wouldn't Finn just get straight back up yeah. and, and try that again? The turnbuckle's still there. Sure, the rope's not there, but get on the second rope and do it. I don't, I don't know. The, go to the other corner, do another drop kick. I don't know. He could have... Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That That's what makes me think something's happened. Was it Heyman? Was it the Usos? Was it somebody else? This is what's led me into my theory about maybe Bray's coming back. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's lots and lots of possibilities... We're probably not going to find anything out now until SmackDown. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it plays out because if it had been a bad match or if it had been a bad build and a bad rivalry, I'd be like, ah, fuck this. But it's been great and it's been entertaining and Roman's been brilliant and Finn's been brilliant and Heyman and the Usos have been brilliant. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing, seeing what happens on Friday and seeing how they explain it. I struggle to see how else now... I struggle to see how they could have done that finish without something dodgy. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, it, and this, you know, it's my issue at the moment is, and you know, we've we've spoke about this on on you know on, on Twitter and the DMs. But I think Bray's gone. I I I don't think he's coming back to WWE. Um, unfortunately, and I'm gutted about that. Just to to, to fucking set that record straight. Um, but on on the side of that, my, my issue with WWE at the moment in regards to Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns is far and above anyone else in that company right now. Yeah. Um, as a heel, he's outstanding. My issue that, that this is where my issue with putting Finn with him comes from. You could build Finn up to realistically beat him, but you're going to have to make that a long build and not what we've had. Yeah. My issue is is that Roman has literally powered through pretty much every babyface going. Now, when that happens. Who takes the title for Roman now? Well, I've got I've, I've only got two words for you. <clears throat> Draft, Drew, Drew. That's it. We yeah, we know we know where this is going. Words. We know where this is going. I know, but that's. That, but I don't that's think Drew, I don't thing. think Drew takes it. I think I think I think Roman keeps it. Ultimately, we're still getting Roman no. versus. Um, ultimately, we're still getting Roman versus The Rock at some point. Uh, we, we, we've, we've got we've got Roman versus Brock to happen first, remember? So Roman the Brock title, eventually. The, the title's no changing in Saudi. The, the title's no changing in Saudi. No, um, you'll have that title till Mania at least. But even, even all right, let's let's just say the Rock comes back, right? Which I don't think he is. I, I, I genuinely, I'm not, I'm not convinced. We've got two options now. Rock comes back. The Rock's doing the honours. The Rock's oh, jobbing yeah, yeah, at Mania. Yeah. yeah, of course. The Rock's not coming back to win the title. So so fans should get that fucking well prepared. Right? Yeah. 
because The Rock knows this industry inside and out. Yeah. He is not winning his final match. And he's not losing to anyone other else than Reigns. <laughs> that would be the only reason we'd come back. So that's not happening. He's also not winning because he's too busy. Yeah, the, the, he's fucking the busiest boy in the world. Um, so it's Drew. Drew is realistically the only guy that they've built up as a babyface over the last 18 months. Um, now, to be fair, they put on a banger last year at Survivor yeah. Series. Um, I'm quite content as that as a main event at WrestleMania. Um, but it is the issue that we have that, that when we come to pay-per-views at the moment, that that, that Reigns wins no matter what. So yeah. even though this was a even though this was a great match, and it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, it, apart from the tag team match, it was my second favorite match of the night. Yeah. Um. It just concerns me a little bit that that we're what we're we're making Roman too absolutely too unbeatable. Not yeah. even like they were doing beforehand because. His character right now and his character work deserves to be this good and deserves to be this unbeaten. It's, it's going to end up getting into like Goldberg WCW territory where they've got to do something nonsense, like a fucking taser. Something ridiculous has yeah. got to happen. If Drew, if Drew beats Roman for the title, which is it looks like that's where it's going to go. It's going to be Drew. Um, the only the only slight positive, I guess, to Drew winning would be at least Drew gets his moment in front of the fans like he deserved before. I think it's the passing of the torch. I think even Romans spoke about it previously. Um, I think. Um, and can we also just take a second right now to uh, acknowledge the fact that when the match went into the crowd, Roman put a fucking mask on. Oh yes, I forgot uh, to mention that was brilliant. So, Loved it. So I would like to just add to any any fucking anti-masker out there, if Roman Reigns mid-match can put a mask on to beat up another dude in tights in a fucking crowd that he's been fighting with for ten minutes and not worry about the oxygen levels, the man's a fucking legend. Yeah, just and you for can that wear one. alone. And you can wear one. Exactly. Just wanted to point that out because that really was a really cool moment. It. it was uh, a really was cool moment, great. and it was black as well. It just fitted everything. I'm like, that, that, that's that's shit right was, there, my man. I don't know if it was. Uh, it 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 sort of felt like it sort of felt like he was part being the face of the company in like, oh, you know, we're still in a pandemic and wear your mask for safety, and it also part felt like I'm not going amongst these bottom feeders without wearing my mask sort of thing you know what i mean it seemed it seemed like face and heel it was a really cool moment i i just liked it um, I, and we hadn't spoke about it so i just wanted to make sure because i know we've got to wrap this up um yeah. uh i just wanted to bring that into the equation the fact that he he put the mask on um you know, and, and the fact is, he is a vulnerable person due to obviously his, um, yeah, his previous yeah. battles with leukemia and stuff. So, I, I just thought it was a really nice touch. Um, whether they did that off his own back, it, it, we, we both know that that Vince is a, a staunch Republican. 
So um, yeah. we know how that's going in the States. Um, so I don't know if he's done it off his own back and he's just went, if I'm doing this, fuck that, I'm putting a mask on. Um, he, he might be the only one in WWE to wear a mask over the last six months that I turn around and go, cracking job. Um, you know, because there's been some masks in WWE recently that I'm going, what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, it was just a cool moment. And I think um, the, the, the images that I've seen as well, paint a thousand words um which is always good um and i hopefully it gets that message across a little bit more yeah man. hopefully hopefully so what's um to wrap up then what would you what would you rate the whole show as a as a letter or as a, a star rating i i'm going i'm going four stars uh maybe four four and a quarter 4.25 stars and a good solid a minus. I think it was not the best WWE pay per view of the year, but no. probably in the top three. It was it was unexpectedly mm. good. I wasn't expecting anything from it, and I thought it was great from start to finish. I thought it was great. I think um, bell to bell wise, um, solid. Um, I, I, four stars. I think a, a solid four. I wouldn't go. Above that, I wouldn't go below that. I think it was a solid pay-per-view. I think it was um, one of the, the... As I said earlier on, I don't think there's been a bad pay-per-view this year, actually, um, from WWE. Um, and also, I don't think there's been a bad AEW pay-per-view. I think we've actually been spoiled for pay-per-views this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. Um, so, no, I think, I think four would be about right. I think the right results happened. I think the right... Um, we can argue over parts of of what of the matches. We can argue maybe of how things happen, but I think yeah. overall, um, an absolute solid pay per view. Probably a, a, a B from a a, a letter in standpoint and and a four. I think yeah, I'm alright with that. Yeah. Great pay per view, but yeah. a real enjoyable pay per view. Should I say? Yeah, yeah, definitely enjoyable. Definitely enjoyable. So there we go. There we go, guys. Thank you very much for joining us for our Extreme Rules 2021 review show. Uh, Gary, as always, thank you. This is probably about the fourth or fifth time you've joined the show. Always a pleasure having you on, buddy. Where um, where can people find you and where can people find what you're doing, like with Hooked On and Inside the Ropes and all yes. that kind of stuff? Um, so, um, at Gary Tate one on the old Twitter um, and also, um, there will be, um, there is a feature coming and uh, starting, uh, which is about wrestling as a whole, um, every week, uh, which is my top five um, heaven moments and top five hell moments. Um, and that, obviously, Chris, I believe that hopefully at one point you will be, will be discussing those at some point yes. Yes, um, yeah. in the yeah. future. Um, when our schedules allow it, um, <laughs> damn you, full time work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be happening, and um, you know, I'll, I'll try. It was difficult with this pay per view, but in future we will be doing sort of heaven and hell, um, a feature on pay per views going forward as well on yeah. um, hookedonwrestling dot com. Awesome, yeah. And as Gary said, we're going to try and try and sort something else so we can bring that as sort of like a regular or semi-regular a couple of times a month 
sort of thing, bring that to the channel as a series. Um, guys, as I said, yeah, thank you for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, you already know where this is. Um, just hit me up on the link tree, link tree forward slash it's my wrestling pod. All the links to all the social media, all the different audio platforms are on there. I'm doing extremely well at the minute on audio platforms and I'm thrilled. So thank you all so much for all the downloads. It's been overwhelming. Didn't expect that at all. I've only been back on for a couple of weeks and I'm at nearly 500 downloads. So that's um, that's really good, especially when when this podcast first started. Man, it took us about six months to get 100 downloads so yeah brilliant brilliant stuff um and there we go there we go guys i hope you enjoyed extreme rules as much as we did hopefully we'll do this for the next pay-per-view although that's saudi arabia so maybe not um but maybe we'll do it for survivor series we'll see we'll see um but until next time guys thank you for watching thank you for listening like i said at the start hit subscribe hit follow and take care Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.